Have you ever felt frustrated because you just couldn't find a lovely book to read? I can start to crave not just a good book, but a book that draws me in and evokes such a deep emotion that I can say, wow, that was a lovely book. Welcome friends. This is Emmy B on Lovely Books Podcast, where it's my job to highlight the lovely books that keep you reading and connect you to the world. If you're new to Lovely Books, this podcast is more than just a best books podcast. It's about the reader's experience and takeaway. No book reviews, no analysis of literary content, just thoughts and personal anecdotes brought to our minds by the characters and subject matter that we love. That's what brings the book to life for you. I hope we give you something to think about, something to laugh about, and something lovely to read. In this episode, my friend Kristen Longson will highlight the contemporary romance novel Confess by Colleen Hoover. Kristen, thank you so much for bringing us a lovely book today. And before we begin, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So I was actually, me and my husband are both born in um, Minnesota, but we didn't know at the time. And then we both, our, both our families moved out here to, well, he moved um, Salt Lake area and I, my family moved to Boise and then we met 20 years later. So that is kind of how my life started. And then I went to BYU and um, had a degree in advertising. I not had one. I completed a degree in advertising. I did not and, know that about you, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I did. And then I, cool. I did work in marketing for a little while before I had kids. And I... I actually, I was trying to think of some hobbies because that's always, I don't know, for some people, it's a hard question. That's a hard question for me. What are my hobbies? Um, I actually like doing Photoshop and not in the traditional way. I, I like, um, like when people ask if I can take someone out of a picture or add something to a picture, I kind of enjoy doing that. I like, and then reading books, obviously too. So yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So Kristen is a recent addition to our neighborhood book club. Um, and one of the reasons why I love book club so much and why I missed it so much when we didn't do it for a month in quarantine is because I feel like it's such a good way to connect with people and get to know people on a more personal level. So when you first told me about this book, you said that you couldn't stop thinking about it, which intrigued me. And then when I ordered the book, it came in the mail on Sunday and I sat down like half an hour later and read the whole thing cover to cover. So it was definitely a book that drew me in and it's a romance novel and that's not something that I normally read. And so I love it when I'm reading something that's different than what I'm used to, but it totally draws me in. Okay. Let's talk about romance novels. I'm not a, a romance novel reader in general <laughs> right. and not because like I have anything against them, but it's just never been a genre that I've read very much. So, but I was dying for this book. I absolutely loved it. Um, it, like I said, it totally drew me in it. The pace was awesome. Um, there were like so many pieces that, you know, she put together so well. So what, what about, and this is a genre you read a lot of, right? Yeah. Well, I used to read more as a younger person, but I'd still like it a lot. Yeah. And yeah. so what about, what about romance novels do you love so much? In comparison to, to real life, well, the romance novels can be predictable, which a lot of people criticize. They don't like the predictability of it, but I kind of like that because 
lots of things in life, most things in life are not predictable. And so as I'm reading these types of books, it's like I can rely on it. I can um, trust in it to turn out a certain way. And it kind of just makes makes life easier. You know, if I'm having a hard day or whatever, I know I can go to a book and the book will feel light and optimistic. And those are the kind of things I look for in a book. Um, I realize not everyone feels that way. <laughs> I know you like to read a lot of like dark things and maybe that. I do. What is the matter with me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, do you ever feel like that like bleeds into your real life? Like, does it change your mood or are you able to separate you it? You know, here's the thing. I do read heavy things and it gives me like such a visceral, like deep sense of empathy, but it also makes me really, really grateful and maybe grateful for different things than you would normally think of. For example, I'm really grateful that my husband doesn't beat me. Um, I'm really grateful that my girls can go to school alongside my boys um, and they don't have to have a lesser education. I'm grateful that I have clean water and clean food. Um, so it, it just, it puts my mind in, it puts, it gives me a different perspective um, on the life that I'm living. I think in America, and this is a totally different different topic, but I think it's really easy for us to feel like everybody lives like we do. And a lot of the books that I read are reminders that there are very, very hard and difficult things in the world. And so where they may leave me with a sense of heaviness, they always leave me with a sense of gratitude. I, I read these stories with a different, um, I, I attach to them kind of in a different way. Um, and I know we talked about this before, about this idea of um, of reading a romance novel and how it affects like your current relationship to be reading about all these romantic gestures. My mom always told me growing up, you know, you don't read these romance novels when you're married because it will make you compare the hero in the story, the, the nice guy to your husband and it won't match up and all that. But in reality, for me, after I finish one and I have all those butterfly feelings, I, I end up wanting to get closer to my husband and be more like affectionate, which after almost 10 years of marriage, you are less that way. And so right? um, I'm sure he appreciates that too. Yeah. Um, and it just, yeah, it makes me want to work harder at my relationship to kind of make it a little bit more romantic. Yeah. And because I have a good husband, he kind of will mirror that and will work a little bit harder too. So I know that's not the way that everyone reacts to a romance novel. And it's, yeah. that's like the idealist way of thinking about it. But that's, yeah, that's how it works for me. So. Uh, see, and I, I think that's great. But I do, I did appreciate that about the story. I appreciated those, those butterfly moments to think back about. It did make me think back to first dating my husband. And why did I keep dating my husband? You know what I mean? It's because you have those. Yes. Tickly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like you cannot wait to be with them every yeah. second. Yeah. Okay. So now that we know romance is kind of your genre, why did this book in particular stand out to you so much? Um, well, I, I typically like any book that gives me that butterfly feeling, you know, it's just, it's kind of like a little bit of a high for me. I like that character says something that just kind of makes you kind of sigh and, and kind of wish you were in the moment. And then at the same time, you had this other character in the book who was making you feel the exact opposite. We had such, um, such opposing feelings as on one, you have like this creepy stalker, possessive, scary guy, but then you have this like wonderful, romantic artist 
but you're not quite sure if he's shady. You yes. Know? Yeah. It was, yeah. Just, it was so it's good. Like, like you don't want to, you ha- yeah. The Owen character, what you know about him at first is like so, yeah, like a like a perfect milkshake, and you're like, oh no, is it tainted? Like, can I rely yeah. on this to still taste good? Like, yeah, yeah. right. Um, and I actually so there's and another thing I like about this author, the way that she writes. Um, I went over to try and find this quote that I had written down. Like when a character's thinking something, like their inner thoughts, she'll actually write out like what they're thinking. Um, and I've actually tried to write a few books and not gotten very far at all. Like, if, but I like to write that style too. Like, um, yeah, here, I'll just read an example so you can kind of know what I'm thinking about. So she, so the main character Auburn said, um, I looked down at my wrist to check the time. And then in like italics, it says, I'm not even wearing a watch. And I quickly scratch at a non-existent itch so that I don't look like I'm not confident. It's humorous, but also... Um, I just like that. I, I feel like I'm always having those little commentary things on the side and I wish I could see other people's thought bubbles as they're talking to me or as they're just like going through life. Um, and so I, I like that she writes that way because that's how I would write if I were to actually finish any book. So. Well, and it's neat because I think you, the more you can get inside a character's head from the beginning, the more you are automatically drawn to them and you mm-hmm. feel like you immediately understand them a little bit better as a character. Um, when you are inside their head. So I like that as well. That's, that's really cool. So this story begins with our main character, Auburn, and she is saying goodbye to the love of her life. He has terminal illness. He's in the hospital. She's actually left her home of Washington to be with him in Texas. And they sort of fall into this routine of every time she goes to visit him, he asks her, tell me something that I don't know about you or that nobody else knows about you. And she, she tells him these things as her, her final message to him. And I think it's brilliant how Colleen Hoover takes that idea of giving this confession that once you have it out is gone and plays it into the rest of the book. So we get reintroduced to the main character, Auburn, but we also meet um, our next sort of central character whose name is Owen. But so she passes this uh, storefront or warehouse type thing that says help wanted that says uh, um, confess on it. And it's a flap that you open up and people can slide notes in it. And she doesn't really make the connection that people are putting notes in it that are their confessions until she knocks on the door and um, realizes that he's painted all of these um, interpretations of people's confessions. Um, And so she kind of. Uh, well, as she talks to him about why he does it, he says um, that he never wants to find out, you know, he doesn't want to ever know if someone comes and buys his painting that actually wrote the confession because he has in his mind his own idea of the background story of the confession. He doesn't want to know the real story. And some of the confessions are really terrible. For example, one of them is, sometimes I wonder if being dead would be easier than being his mother or... I'm scared I'll never stop comparing my life without him to how my life was when I was with him. Um, right. So that's kind of an interesting idea. Um, you know, when we hear people's con- people confess something to us or they tell us a secret, if we kind of have our own idea of how it really happened and if maybe we would choose not to have really been in that moment with them because we kind of right. maybe yeah. sugarcoated or do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but it's a liberating... You know, if you have something that you're holding that's like heavy and 
you just want to let it go. You know, like that's, that's why we have therapists, <laughs> you know, yeah. so that you can talk to them, but not everyone, not everybody has that. And to be able to take something heavy and troubling and being able to like write it down and get it off your chest. Also being able to feel liberated from that where you don't have to carry something so heavy and so painful alone. And even though you don't know the person who has taken these confessions and is turning them into this incredible art, just knowing that that burden can be lifted a little bit by not having to be something that you experience in such solitude. I think that was one of the most poignant points of this novel because it was such a freeing experience. And I think it's something that we all wish we had. Yeah. So if you could recommend another book to us, you had recommended before to me, um, the book, I think it was November nine. That's also by Colleen Hoover. Well, yeah. So, yeah. So November nine, I think is probably her most well-known one. Um, cause it kind of, yeah, it, it, I don't, I don't want to say strings you along, but it, it, it has all these kind of loose ends that you're not really sure. And it has a connection similar to this where he kind of knows something about her from the beginning, but you don't, you don't know what the connection is till the end and they have to endure their relationship has to endure kind of some where you don't really trust the other person. And um, anyways, yeah. So it's, yeah, that's a good one for sure. I mean, for having, for, for someone who says that I'm not much of a, um, a romance novel lover. I think Colleen Hoover's brilliant. I think her writing is totally brilliant. Yeah, it's fun. So good. Well, I'm yeah. so glad that you introduced me to this book because now I'm going to have to go look up her other stuff and finally read something cheery. <laughs> and just just layer them in between all of your dark ones so you can right? kind of have a more roller coaster. Right. <laughs> Well, I hope you like what you heard today on this episode of Lovely Books. If you did, please comment, follow, like, and subscribe. And don't forget to check out our Facebook and Instagram page for tons more recommendations of other lovely books.